Welcome to Small Business 10X, a podcast about small businesses and entrepreneurs who want to 10X their business growth. You need to learn this business, and this is the time to do it. Each episode will be offering business hints and tips, plus some honest adventures into internet marketing. Become an insider, so you have to know the rules before you get in the game. Now, here's your host, H. Phoenix Stones. H. Phoenix Stones. It's H. How you doing? It's Monday. Well, Monday has been and gone, and as advised on Sunday, not a lot's been done today in terms of the funnel building. I've been with clients up in London, and because of the journey time, it's around about 90 minutes there, around about 90 minutes that. You can take three hours of the day and then two, three hours with the clients. You can see they just kind of get sucked away from you. It's been good though. The client engagement was fantastic as always. New clients are already already in that mindset where they're actually open to concepts and open to ideas where they can 10x their business and looking at all the kind of digital footprint because this is the kind of stuff that I'm doing with the uh, with the H Enterprises Agency. It's always really interesting because their minds are open to okay, how can we take it from this kind of static position where we are now and grow it exponentially? And when there's issues about, you know, the the revenue is flatlined or it's actually degraded, which is the case with this client, that sense of urgency is so much greater and it means their minds are even more open to potential. So it's good because the the website redesign was a little bit hashed, so um, it's been tweaked to make it a little bit cooler, a little bit sharper, a little bit more contemporary. Which is good, because it gives my designers a chance to kind of play around with it and uh, put their own stamp on it. Which basically means that the client also gets a better experience straight off the bat. The downside is it's slowing down the SEO a bit, but we've been good. We've been running on a parallel with it, so we're doing all the kind of the, the competitor analysis and the keyword research. I know this isn't specifically small business uh, 10x growth. It is, um, probably more so, because it's not all the funnel stuff it's not the internet marketing side it's the kind of nuts and bolts of what I do on a daily basis and after having the conversation with the client today about where they're at and where they want to go we've been giving them some guidance on their social media because social media is so powerful it's where the communities now happen online Uh, I can't remember who created the phrase but it really resonates with me that you know word of mouth is now word of mouse and so if people are having a conversation about you in a community, you can't really control it unless you're part of it. And these guys, you know, they're finding what a lot of businesses find, that you're kind of passing your social media over to somebody who isn't involved in the business, so they don't have your tone of voice, unless you create a tone of voice in a branding document, and you can give them really clear guidelines. And they've got this new agency doing the social media, and I'm, I don't mean just new to them, I mean these guys are a new agency, they are setting up their social media agency while running alongside their day job and god knows i've done that in my past so you know i understand the benefits of that and the motivations but the thing is they're doing some really 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 basic mistakes and a lot of the things within any area of life let alone um, marketing is the whole pareto principle the 80 20 rule and within social media, you should only really be doing 20% promotion, 80% should be community building. So sharing other people's information, retweeting, liking, following, thanking, sharing great content that you've created, but also content that other people have created. So you're constantly 
you know, bringing more value into the community. And the problem with these new guys, I don't really know the background, but I think some of it in part is graphic design and some of it is social media. What they've done is they've gone down the route of being very kind of in your face for what is essentially a high-end luxury brand. So it's creating a discord. So the community isn't really responding to it. They're getting virtually no engagement. And they're in this mindset where they're just broadcasting information, this offer, this offer, this offer. So, and I liken it to if you go to a party and you, you get stuck in a corner with somebody who does nothing, nothing, but talk about themselves. It's my, my, me, I, 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 I have, I want, I get, enough about me, what do you think about me? And if you have that for long enough, you completely disengage and you, you know, you end up pointing at a flower pot in the corner and say, I'm good, good, that's my friends over there. I need to go and have a conversation with them. And when that happens on social media, you know, it's a real kind of early warning system that there's too much broadcast. People do not care about you. People care about themselves. Speak to them in their language about things that are important to them. Care, educate, nurture. All the things that a wellness company should be doing, they're kind of missing the boat on. So I am due to have a conversation with the new social media agency on Wednesday. And when I got there today, I was uh, meeting with their PR, well, I thought it was going to be a PR team, but it was their PR representative, so independent agency doing PR. Had a great conversation about the intersection between PR and social media, and thankfully, this lady is a little bit more advanced and understands that PR and social media are completely different entities. There is going to be a gelling and a synchronicity and a crossover but I wouldn't claim that I was a PR expert or I had PR experts in my team. Yes, we can post PR online and we can use that to get links and we can use it to amplify brand awareness. But that isn't PR in the truest sense. It's not reaching out to uh, media houses and publishing groups and editors and actually getting pieces written, whether that's an, actually an editorial, so an informational piece, or an advertorial, which is a disguised paid-for piece. So it's like on... Online, you can have normal ads, which are clear it's an advert, or native ads, which are disguised within content to not really look like ads. So there's a, there is that kind of crossover, and it was good to kind of talk about that they have a list of influencers, but they're really editors and directors within certain sectors. And we have a list of influencers, which are more like bloggers and vloggers and people with a strong social media following. And sometimes that's going to cross over. But also, in a lot of the ways, they're going to be completely separate entities. So we had this really, really cool conversation about that. And it was good to see that we were already starting to work on a parallel. It's like, you know, we don't want to stand on your toes. We don't want you to stand on ours. But we want to share the information to get the best for the client. And that's how it synergistically should work for a client. The team that you are working with should come together and work for you holistically and share that information to get the best. And the thing, the reason I'm saying this is it works the same in any business. So yes, I'm talking about a digital environment, but also, you know, if you worry with you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business owner, a, a larger small business owner, you're still going to be having either internal or external teams having these communications. And you're sat at the top of the hierarchical chain, especially if you're a solopreneur and there's only you. So you need to filter that how you expect information to be shared down through to the teams that are working for you. And I was starting to think about this in terms of what I'm doing with the funnel building and the internet marketing side of things. Because at the moment, I'm stepping into this new arena and I am going to be the sole creator 
of the funnels, the ideas, the concepts, the creatives coming from within me and going out and sourcing information and finding out how to appeal to the market is coming from me. But I don't want to be the one running all the adverts. I don't want to be the one who's actually going out researching all the information and then collating it into a workable document. You know, I don't want outlining it, but I don't want to sit there for 15 hours and actually write this stuff down. I'd rather do what I'm doing to you guys and have a, a transcription of my thought process and have somebody else doing it. And that is where you can go from being a business owner into an investor almost. Once you've got your team in place and they're running it, you can step away from the business. You'll remember a few days ago when I was talking about when I first started with H Enterprises and I ended up getting to having a lot of clients working 18 hours a day and a lot of weight being on my shoulders and really starting to lose the joy of what I was doing. And saying that, you know, when I went through that period of loss and I had to kind of reassess and readdress the fact that I lost some clients through them just, you know, natural attrition because of lack of attention or, you know, in one case the person actually, you know, ending their life. And all of these kind of domino effects making me reassess, did I want to go back into building the business and hustle like crazy? Or did I want to take a step back and go, okay, what do I really want to do? And you know what? I am so sick of seeing, and I'm sorry if you guys do it, um, it's just a personal preference, but I'm so sick of seeing all these t-shirts and memes that hustle till you die, get your side hustle on. <sighs> The whole concept of hustling to me is rushing around, not particularly getting anywhere. And I get the fact that there's a kind of like a cool ethos to the, you know, I've got a side hustle. Yeah, but your side hustle should actually just be working to actually replace your J-O-B to get into a situation where your business can grow and support you and your family and your needs. And then for you to transition through a job into a business owner, so you've got people who you are directing to do the cool stuff that doesn't really warrant your attention. And I read not... Oh God, it's been a while ago now that I read it, and it's like, time is money. And once you put an actual allocation of value to your time, you should only be spending your valuable time, which is the most important within your business. Again, whether you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, small business owner, larger small business owner, you are the most valuable asset to that business because that business has been created from a thought that you had at some point, and you've driven that to actually create the business. And that's pretty amazing. Now, this is kind of quantum-level thoughts. You have enough drive, and you can make a lot of happen. And if you've got a business, you've already done that. And if you haven't got a business, you're in the process of doing that because you're absorbing this information to allow you to be able to do it. So because of that value attached to your time, you have to realise that you are the most expensive resource. And you should then fall only be putting your time into stuff that is actually going to drive revenue. The stuff that's actually going to make the highest value of money. The jobs that you're doing now because you don't have the revenue to be able to actually find the right who to do it for you should be a temporary situation. And a lot of the stuff I've been learning is about reinvesting whatever you make back into the business and that makes more sense to me now than it ever has. And definitely when I launched the funnel, fingers crossed, toes not crossed, everything crossed next week, any money that comes in from it, no matter how minuscule, will get reinvested back into adverts. And again, you know, if by 
some stroke of luck or just getting the messaging right and following this path that everybody else has taken before me and taking gentle steps in the same footprints and going, okay, other people have done this, let's kind of get to that point. And launching maybe one, three, five, nine, twenty-five funnels and finding the one that actually generates a good volume of revenue, that money is going to go back into the business. Hand on heart, I have had, <laughs> I have had through my years a very fortunate hedonistic lifestyle where I didn't have a lot of responsibilities and I didn't have a lot of cares. So I just went crazy and the next holiday was the only thing I was thinking of. And I know, you know, I've got friends in my social circle even now who literally exist holiday to holiday. It's what keeps them sane. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I've moved beyond that. I'm thinking into building... Oh, it's not building an empire. That just sounds like so Star Wars and Jedi mind tricks and just silly. It's about building a future. And it's about being put money in to the short term to build for the long term. And to work hard now so I can play hard in the future. So I don't have to face a point in life where I'm not able to work. Or I'm not able to work at the rate that I want to. I face retirement. And it's funny because I was having a conversation with a, uh, a friend who's... Um, <laughs> I don't want to say approaching pension age because if you ever listens to this, he'll kill me. Um, but he's older than me by, by, by a decade or so. And he was talking about he dreads the thought of putting on his LinkedIn profile, retired. And I turned around to him and I was like, I'm never going to retire. Ever. I have no intention of doing that. Because I don't want my brain to atrophy. I don't want to get to a point where I am working towards a 15, 20 year goal to hang up my tools, whatever they are, within the digital environment and go, actually, that's it. Now I just want to sit and garden or I want to, um, I don't know, fly pigeons or something, whatever, you know, retired people do. This is mainly gardening, isn't it? I never want to be in that situation. I want to be always at the point where I'm finding different ways to tweak, different ways to earn money, different things to do. Because, I mean, God, we live in a world where the evolution and the rate of this technological advancement is just astonishing. You think where we've come in the last 20 years is just mind-blowing. Everything has accelerated at such a rate. Yeah, mobile phones, they're just so intricately linked to all areas of our lives and the fact that we can plug into internet and we can communicate with anybody around the globe in a heartbeat through email and you know through telephone calls that are not any for any you know nothing's attached to wires anymore everything operates in this kind of ethereal cloud that um, is around us it is just mind-blowing so where's it going to be in 20 years time and only by staying involved in the process and understanding how it evolves and how it develops and being actively engaged with that are you going to be able to operate within that new environment. So it's really, really important that um, going back to kind of the story from today, speaking to these guys, it became very apparent that social media is, is a driver for their business. And I was saying to them, you know, at some point you need to start thinking about doing ads we need to start taking people on journey and actually getting cold traffic community that we can actually warm up. And the thought process of there is putting into place some kind of funnel. It doesn't have to be software within the click funnel stuff that I'm doing. It's, it can be done on the website if necessary, but it's still that process of building a relationship with somebody who doesn't know you, 
agitating a problem that they may kind of know that they have, letting them know it's a, there's a solution there, presenting them with a solution, and then making sure that some com solution is complete with upsells and downsells and cross-sells and all the other things, so that you're maximising your revenue, the client is getting the best possible service, and you're building a long-term relationship. Anyway, the meeting ended with a rather unexpected could you do as a proposal for the social media, which wasn't my aim at all. I'm not out to take these guys' um, new business away from them, but obviously something resonated with the client about how I was approaching it. And maybe it's something as simple as the fact that these guys have got full-time jobs, so they couldn't come to a meeting with the, um, with the digital agency, so my guys, and they couldn't go for a meeting with PR to kind of bring it all together to have this kind of conversation. So I think maybe... That created a disconnect for them. And again, it wasn't intentional. I feel quite bad because um, I know they trust me because I've been working hard to kind of break down any limiting beliefs and build them back up and answer questions before they've, they've even raised them. Because to me, that's a great customer service and that's what we should all be doing. We should be giving whoever our clients are the, or customers are the best possible service by finding out what their pain points are, answering the questions before they've even raised it and then giving them an opportunity to feel more relaxed about it. So, um, yeah, tomorrow I am going to be putting together the final touches of the proposal document. I had a little bit of internet on the train coming back. So I probably got 80% of that done. And then the bit that I don't like doing, the actual tidying up of the design and changing the background images and putting in different hues, I've sent to one of my VAs and said, can you do that? So I know it'll be in my inbox waiting for me early hours tomorrow morning. I can then do the final checks, put the price again, send it off to the client. And then they have two very simple questions. Would you like this offer, A, this offer B, this offer C, or this offer D? Or is it a no? And the way I position my offers is they normally go for the one in the middle. So let's see what happens. I'll report back on that one. As I say, I did have a little bit of internet on the train. It wasn't fantastic. To be fair, I ended up hotspotting off my phone and then actually using the phone to watch a video. So what I did do is I went through to the One Funnel Away Challenge and I caught up on the, um, the very tail end of the coaching call that I would have missed on Friday. So obviously today's a new week, so a new challenge has come through today, so I'm still technically three days behind. Because over the weekend there was the membership area, which I haven't done yet, I haven't even looked at it. There was the testing the funnel end to end. I've done bits of that, but again I want to obviously do a sandbox test and then actually put some money through it and make sure every part of the sequence is working bang on the money. Because what we don't want to do is launch and suddenly realise that there's some point of drop out and I'm wasting on the advertising spend. And then today... I saw the Monday message come through, but I was with the client, so I didn't even open the email. But I know that it's sat there waiting for me, and it will be the first day of the final week for the um, traffic piece. So the plan, dear people, is tomorrow um, I have a strategy call with the proposal course that I'm doing. Uh, we've invested a lot of money in that, so we have to take that very seriously. And again, that is part of the longer term strategy. And again, talking about the Robert Kiyosaki quadrant. So, you know, you move from top left job, bottom left, uh, self-employed, top right business owner, bottom right investor. That's me moving through the quadrant to the investor side. So that's really important. And ultimately, what I want to be able to do is when the internet marketing begins to bear fruit, 
once we've gone through a cycle of reinvesting, 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 reinvesting to grow the ad spend to get more money coming out, once it hits a critical mass, and I don't even know what that's going to be because I don't know how successful it's going to be or when it's going to hit the level of what I would deem as successful, pulling that out and then putting it into the investment strategy as well. So tomorrow uh, we have the call in the morning around about quarter past ten. Um, this one is designed around any kind of questions that hang over us on the property side of things. And there's a couple of things that just haven't added up. So uh, probably have a list of five or six questions to have a conversation with, with a mentor. And then we need to actually assign some time to doing some property research because we haven't done that for a while. Uh, it's been about four days. And the plan with my own and my wife's um, businesses that kind of run along a parallel is to find some time where there's crossover so we can actually invest time in this. And to be honest, it's not too difficult to do. Um, Sarah's actually been amazing lately because she knows I'm doing this one thing away challenge and she knows there's a finite amount of time for me to complete the challenge. So it's kind of been weird. We've put so much money into the property education, but we've had to kind of take our foot off the gas while I can focus on the one funnel away challenge. And she knows that that kind of... Um, equilibrium seesaw is going to shift once the channels the challenge is finished because the idea obviously how i feel is with the one from away challenge once i've done a end-to-end -end funnel and launched it that then it becomes replicable and i can do it for the other areas that i've already started thinking about and it also means i can do a funnel or several funnels for the property which then has an added bonus for that as well so tomorrow evening i'm thinking that um the plan will be to get the funnel membership area done. And if I don't get it done tomorrow evening, then Wednesday morning, when I'm supposed to have the um, call with this social media agency is working for the client, if they decide to come with me, they'll obviously not require me to do that. So if I manage to get the gig, even better, because that means I can free up some time in the morning so I can actually really focus on the One Funnel Away Challenge. So it doesn't look like there's too much stuff stacked up for the rest of the week. So I can divide my time between completing this challenge within the time that's due. It's been interesting, actually, because uh, on the bit I did manage to catch up with the coach. Again, it's a lot of it's to do with mindset and to do with um, taking steps. And they're actually saying that there's a they expect a certain percentage of dropout and that if you're week three, you're kind of really invested in the training. So that kind of is good because it kind of gives you a bit of a boost that, you know, you're in the last leg and maybe everybody hasn't made it and life has got in the way. And it's again, it's interesting when you get to see some of the comments in the um, in the forum within the members area. A lot of people have dropped out or they have had to go kind of back because business has really taken over. I mean, some people didn't even join until kind of like towards the end of week two. But all I can do is I can do what I do, which is focusing on what I'm getting done, making sure that uh, my side of things is delivered and that come the end of this week, I know there's only going to be about another week where we've got some flex before everything disappears, which is a genius way of making you focus and come out. I love that. I think it's a really cool thing to do. And when I begin to develop courses and programs, it's probably something I'd really like to be able to integrate into at least some of the early stage courses so people who are committed to it know that they have to invest that amount of time. As I said to you, the, uh, the challenge itself is brilliant. They're going to be running it again. Uh, it may be something I actually promote. 
but I will do it with hand on heart honesty. And as I've already said, it's not an hour a day thing. Definitely not. You need to be able to compress the time and put in two or three hours, at least on the later stages. So I'm just going to grab a cup of tea that my darling wife has bought me and I'm going to sign off for the evening. Thank you very much for listening as always and I will catch you tomorrow. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Small Business 10X. Make sure to visit our website, smallbusiness10x.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or just telling your friends and colleagues. See you on the next episode.